Hello, and welcome to the Gears and Chronos podcast. This is Alexander. Hello, everyone. Uh, this is Dennis. Thank you for tuning in. Um, today, this is uh, episode six. Um, since summer is just around the corner, uh, we're going to be talking about perfect summer watches as well as summer cars. And uh, we're, we're going to do our best to, to pair them up um, as close as we can. Uh, but, you know, first things first, we could start out with a with a wrist check. So what are you wearing today, Alexander? Uh, I'm wearing my Yezhele uh, Cult um, Memo Vox um, watch my grandfather gave me. Uh, always been enjoying that, wearing that on weekends. Uh, how about you? Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it's a sweet watch. I've been wearing the same watch I wear all the time. <laughs> it's the, the, the <laughs> OP36. I've been rocking it like all the time. And there's a pretty big uh, scratch on it on the clasp, I think. Like the, the, the or the buckle. I don't, I don't even know what the proper term is. But that that piece on the bracelet. I have like a really nasty scratch on it now just from like beating it up. Oh no. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love it. It's, it's the perfect size. It's does everything I want to like the power reserve is great. Like I talked about before. Um, yeah. Like literally no complaints about the watch. There is nothing I could change. I would change on it. It's, it's great. It's great. So yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm fi- I'm finally there with the um with my goal of being able to get the uh the green dialed version of yours, but it's gonna be a while before I'll actually be able to to buy one just because they've become yeah. so uh popular. Who who knew that the uh the quote entry level Rolex would be this hot, but they've uh, definitely done it with that uh di- a combination of really yeah. cool dials. It's crazy because like you know typically the the problem that you have with like luxury items like you don't have enough money to buy them, but mm-hmm. now like you have enough money. A lot of people do have enough money and they want to buy these watches and they can't even buy them. So it's like, it's like the reverse problem. If that kind of makes sense. It's mm-hmm. like everybody has the money and want to buy, but you can't buy. It's like uh 992s. Have you seen 992 turbo S's? They're going for like 30, 40 K over MSRP because there's such a huge shortage of them. Wow. Um, it's insane. It's not a GT car. It's not a GT3. I don't even know what the new GT3 is going to be. It's going to be like crazy markups. Um, but yeah, even on the Turbo S right now, it's since everybody wants one and there's just so hard to get, it's it's insane how much people are charging for like like slightly used ones. So. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I remember, I remember like I remember when we were at the dealership, I I remember how difficult to get like the um the uh the, the base 911s were like mm-hmm. in like a stick or something like that like you rarely ever saw them, like a base like yeah. no options example cuz i remember every now and again you'd have people that didn't want something crazy cuz like you were over 100,000 like and nothing with those cars with like even the smallest amount of options and there's like some people that just wanted a basic 911 with no frills yeah. but you's like you never saw that yeah so, yeah. so I'm sure that they were definitely carried a premium, I think. I don't remember exactly, but I do remember that that was like a, definitely an in-demand thing, but it was like impossible to get. Yeah. I think those those types of cars are going to be like the future classics. Like people are going to look back and like, oh, I really want a 991.1 uh, base Carrera stick, like no options, no sunroof, whatever. I think those are going to be super hard to find uh, just because the demand wasn't there. I feel like, you know, a lot of dealers, like when they order the cars, um, like when, when we were at, at Porsche, you know, a, as a dealer, you're not going to order a base base car, um, especially, you know, in the area that we are in. I mm-hmm. feel like there isn't the type of demand for that type of car. Um, maybe if you were in somewhere more like rural or, 
you know, I, I don't know, I'm just generalizing, but um, in our area, I feel like people want the more expensive models. They want like the, the higher options. They want like the nice interior. They want like, you know, the Burmeister, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I guess it really depends like where you are, but I agree with you. I think those, those cars will carry a premium in the future and like um, those are going to be collectible. Especially those dot ones, I feel like they're going to be future classics. So yeah, for sure. It's, um, yeah. yeah so, um, any other news on uh, your front? Or should we uh, get it right into the main topic? No, no, nothing on me. I guess uh, we could just start with you know the first watch we have on our list here is actually the OP thirty six. Obviously, with all the bright colors, I think that that'd be a great summer watch. Uh, but just like we said, if you can get one. Um, yeah. you know, uh, a yellow dial, the turquoise or the Tiffany blue, whatever you want to call it, that it, I think those are all great summer watches. Um, because typically in the summer, you know, you're, you're probably not wearing a lot of, um, clothing, if that makes sense. You're not wearing, you know, multiple layers. Mm-hmm. So you're probably more simple, just like a bathing suit, like flip flops, whatever. So with these like brighter colors, I feel like you can wear that watch a lot you know, and in a lot of different scenarios. So for the car that I kind of chose for the, for the OP, I chose the Honda S2000. I guess my reasoning behind that was um, the Honda S2000 is kind of like a car that's very simple and somewhat underappreciated. I feel like even now, even though they they are going up in value, I feel like they are somewhat Mm underappreciated just like the new OP is. In a way, uh, obviously the demand is like crazy high for them, but I also think the supply is even is um, is deliberately low, so it just creates artificial demand. But whatever, um, I feel like the Honda S two thousand was underappreciated at, at the time, and now that it's gained traction, uh, it's just you know harder and harder to get a really nice Honda S two thousand. I think you know the S two thousand Honda barely any maintenance if you have to do maintenance it's really cheap um very simple car uh the radio you have a radio you have modern technology of abs and all that but it's still a six-speed manual it's still rear-wheel drive naturally aspirated i think um it's a very old school kind of car but still has a lot of modern features to it Mm -hmm. uh in my mind i kind of i kind of associate that with the um with the uh rolex just because it's more of a usable car but you can also enjoy it uh, in the warmer weather if that makes sense mm-hmm. um so yeah so, so that's the that's the first one on the list perfect pick man um so the uh second one on our list is the oris aquas and the tesla model 3 and mm-hmm. so the reason we went with that is because with when you have the um this oris so oris recently came out with the what they're de- they're calling their caliber 400 and that's their newest that's their new in-house movement because they really didn't have many besides like with their dress watches and in-house movement and it has like this really cool bright it's like a bright kind of uh bluish hue to it and it's just a great overall dress um dive watch and you can get it on a strap or the metal bracelet and it's thirty five hundred dollars it's a great all-around uh, watch. I mean, it would probably be a little bit big for me, but I mean, like for a lot of people, it's a great all-around watch. And also, Oris does a lot in terms of um, eco-friendly and uh, saving, like the coral reefs and different environmental and 
ecological related um, efforts. And the reason we pair that with Tesla is because they're a very eco-friendly brand being electric, of course. Um, and especially in the summertime, cause it's like just fun cars and also the fun yeah. watch to um, be driving around in, especially as it gets warmer out. And I feel like it's just a great um, pairing cause it shows you care for the environment, but you're also kind of having fun with it and uh, enjoying the nice weather. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's a pretty good, that's a good comparison there. Um, so, so the next one we have on our list is the uh, Tudor, the Black Bay 58. Um, you know, it could be any any Black Bay, really. But uh, to me, I feel like the, the Black Bay is a great substitute to something like if you wanted a, a Submariner um, or you wanted a different type of dive watch. I think the Tudor is a great at a great price point where there's a lot of um, you know, opportunity there to get one. And they're a lot easier to get, obviously, than a Rolex. Mm. Um, so with the, with the tutor, you can get it like, obviously a lot of people put it on a NATO or you could put it, or you could keep it on the steel bracelet. I think it's super versatile. You could wear it with anything great, you know, great summer watch. You could just rock it. You could beat it up and not really have to worry about it too much. In, in my mind, I feel like this, this, this would relate or compare to a, uh, this is pretty specific, but a 981 Boxster, uh, preferably like an S or a GTS. Mm. Um, I, I feel like the Boxster, uh, Boxster S or the GTS, more specifically GTS, it's a great car. Um, but I feel like there is more to be had if that kind of makes sense. Just kind of like the Tudor, uh, you know, Tudor is like Rolex's little brother in a way, and it's kind of like you you want that obviously, or for me, I want the sub. You know, I feel like that's the ultimate kind of uh, Grail like dive watch, mm-hmm. at least for now. Um. And the 981 GTS is a great car, but there is something better, which is the Spider. So I kind of feel like it's it's like you're 90% there or 95% there, but there's still that 5% that is to be had later down the ro- road or whatever. Obviously, at a different price point, mm-hmm. uh, just like the Spider is to the GTS, um, but you're getting 90% of that watch or car um, with the you know with the substitute, if that kind of makes sense. So I, I think, you know, the obviously the 981 Boxer is a great car, convertible, um, super practical too. You have a trunk and a uh, and a, and a front trunk and a frunk. Um, so you could use it year round pretty much, put some snow tires on it. Um, and just like the Tudor, Tudor, you could beat it up. You could super versatile. You could change straps. Um, and personally, I, I, that's kind of how I view that comparison. Mm-hmm. Um more on like the value side but um yeah so that so that's that one that's perfect man um so the next one is the doxa sub 300 and the jeep wrangler so with the doxa sub uh there's a a few different color choices to choose from but i particularly pick the the black dial which is called the shark hunter and i mean it's just a classic dive watch it's got a great cool look to it with the beads of rice bracelet um and it has like that cool like 60s late 60s early 70s kind of dive watch vibe this particular watch it's uh cosk certified but it has that really reliable eta caliber um it's uh 42.5 millimeters um great all-around watch um it's not going to be crazy money to maintain uh just something that's going to be put on your wrist reliable keeps good time and the same kind of goes with the jeep wrangler i mean 
it's been one of those watches that no one of those cars excuse me that you can always be you, you know you can take it anywhere um mm-hmm. when the road gets rough things like that you can take it off road and they're not that crazy expensive to um maintain and just keep on the road i mean granted they have gotten very pricey if you were to buy one new uh just because yeah. of this the values on them is just crazy um, so they're definitely not as affordable as they used to be, but compared to a lot of other off-roaders out there, uh, they're still pretty reasonable. So, I mean, and it's also, you can't beat that top-down um, uh, summer driving with a Wrangler. So, I mean, it's, and have that uh, docks on, it's, can't beat that. Yeah, yeah. I think they both kind of have that classic look, right? Like the docks is a classic dive watch. The Jeep, even though it is modernized, I feel like it still has a lot of, um, you know, old Jeep DNA um, just by looking at it. You know, you can't really tell a, uh, honestly, I can't even tell like a 2010 from like a 2021. Like they, <laughs> they look the same to me. So I think they, they kind of have those similarities, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. They kept it kind of in the, in the same, uh, in the same look. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So the next one we have is the um, Alonga. Am I saying that right? Alonga and Sone. Um, <laughs> yeah it's the, so the uh german pronunciation of it is alanga and sona um okay okay yeah so this watch i you know it's a pretty it's a it's a fancy in my opinion i feel like it's a fancy sports watch um it's it's up there in price it's pretty expensive it's beautiful i, I think it's uh it's one of the uh in my opinion i think it's underrated in a sense it's overshadowed by like the ap's the nautilus is out there um i think it deserves more attention um kind of like the in my mind i i compared this to the mercedes s63 uh cabriolet um i feel like the the s63 is a very understated car um you really don't know what's under the hood and to the normal person you just think it's like a regular s class um but it's you know like 600 i don't even know the specs like 650 horsepower crazy torque um i I think it's a a sleeper it's expensive but i think there is a lot more under the under the body than than there is on the outside just like the odysseus um i think the odysseus is a, a great sports watch and you could rock it every day just like the mercedes you could rock that you know you drive it year round no problem um, but if you know, you know, the, that, that's what I, that's what, uh, that's my comparison. Yeah. Nice. Great pick. Um, so the next one is the perennial Rolex Submariner and the Land Rover Defender 90. So in the case here, I mean, you have two classics that have never changed. Although in the Defender's case, you do have that remarkable um, departure from that classic styling with the newest one. Um, but we go if we go in general, I mean, there's always that constant lineage, and the same goes for the Rolex Submariner. I mean, you always know it's a Rolex sub. You always know it's a Defender, and Rolex has always been about the incremental changes. They never do anything too dramatic, never yeah. everything that's like too much of a departure from the classic lines and the classic uh, design that they use. So you always know what it is, and it's the same with the Defender. I mean. I would definitely say that you can still tell just because of those design cues that they use in them, like the white roof or the different 
uh, roof line and there's kind of like that boxy kind of design, mm-hmm. so, which the new one does still have. I mean, it does look markedly different from the the classic or the, the, the original style in, mm-hmm. but you can still tell that it's a Defender. Uh, but just when you look at it and especially like with the different color choices they, they have or like that center seat, because no other car has that center seat like that, at least as far as I'm aware. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're both um, just classics that have keeping up, kept up with the times and they've always kind of remained relevant, which is a, yeah. a cool thing. And it's a great thing, especially during the summertime when you're uh, going on back roads with your defender and have your uh, sub on um, or you're in the farmer's field, which I'm sure is probably not too much of a thing anymore <laughs> yeah. to, unless you're a gentleman farmer. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's a overall great classic pick you can't, you can't go wrong with. Yeah, yeah. And I think one um one thing to note with that comparison, I feel like both of those, the sub and the defender, or at least like a, a you know, older defender, um, I feel like they have become more of a I would say like a status symbol, if that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Originally obviously the you know, sub it was used for diving, the defender was used for like off roading, military use and whatnot. Um, but they've kind of strayed away from their their uh, original meaning. And now have become more obviously Defender is super collectible. They're crazy expensive now. And then the sub is a great watch. Obviously, you can still use it for diving, but I'm pretty sure 95% of the people who have a sub now aren't aren't using it for diving. So I, I kind of see a similarity there, kind of like um, you know, people are buying these as kind of as a status symbol, if not a status status symbol, kind of just something that they uh, they want rather than as a tool that they were intentionally or originally used for. So I just think that's kind of interesting how like things changed and uh, uh, and both of those cars honestly haven't really changed much. The sub obviously hasn't really changed much. The new one looks exactly the same. <laughs> so um, yeah, like I think it's uh, kind of interesting how they over the years the the meaning of both of those items have really changed. And I also wanted to include the G wagon there too because I felt like that's the same, same deal with the G wagon. Mm. You know, because most people they're just going to Whole Foods in their G wagon. <laughs> you know, it's 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 it kind of defeats the purpose of having such a capable off road vehicle, kind of like the sub in a way. But it is what it is. Yeah, it's so true. And I never thought I'd see the day where you see a eighty thousand uh, dollar price tag on a Defender, but yeah. here we are. So <laughs> things definitely change. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, and then going to the next watch, um, I have the Patek Aquanaut. Um, obviously, I don't, I don't have like a specific reference number, but rubber strap, uh, automatic movement, really easy to wear. Um, I'd personally go with the time uh, or the travel time version. Uh, love that one. Uh, I know you'd go for the white gold green one. They don't inspire too. But the Aquanaut is just a great watch. Great versatile watch. I think you could rock it. You can rubber strap you can work out in it you know you could beat it up doesn't really matter um in my opinion i feel like this is pretty close to a uh porsche a targa 4s or gts um i just feel like there, there's a lot of heritage in both of these items if that kind of makes sense like the aquanaut hasn't really changed since uh i believe 97 that it was introduced and the targa still uses the same or obviously newer mechanicals but the targa top if you think about it, it's actually super inefficient. It's heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes a long time to open and close. So it's kind of counterintuitive in a way. 
but it's just still super cool that Porsche is continuing to use that technology and improve upon that, even though there's no need to do that. And yeah. when you have the added capability of like a f- all wheel drive, like a 4S, you can drive that car year round, um, just like the Aquanaut, you can rock it year round. And I, I think um, both of those cars carry, or both of those, you know, the watch and the car carries a lot of historical significance in both of their brands. So um, it's just really, you know, to me, I feel like they, they go hand in hand there. So yeah, you can't, it can't be that. And also, um, yeah, they're, definitely historical uh, brands with a lot of prestige um yeah because yeah, i mean people who i mean yeah everyone knows the porsche brand but people in the know with watches know patek i mean there are plenty of people out there that have never heard of patek but they've heard of rolex but it's kind of like one of those in the know mm-hmm. and one of those kind of brands that kind of has like that that just the prestige um no matter what because you, you see like that that at the Patek always runs. You never, you never own a Patek Leaf. You merely look after it for the next generation. That kind of just says it all because it's just a piece that's meant to be uh, yeah. handed down and always stay with you. So it's, I feel like a Porsche is kind of similar in that sense too. Yeah, that's true. Actually, actually, that's a good point because the a lot of Porsche marketing is about longevity, and they always give you the the number like seventy percent of all Porsches ever made are still on the road. I, I think it's seventy percent or seventy five percent. So it's actually that's a pretty cool uh, cool comparison there. So it kind of shows the longevity of both brands and, and their and their confidence in the product. It's pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. All right, cool. Ed. Definitely a great listen. Definitely, I don't know about you, but I'm definitely ready, ready for this uh, warmer weather and summertime. Yeah, I know. Just looking through the list, it makes me want a convertible, you know, like just to whip around in the summer. Like, oh, man. Yeah. Just, <laughs> hmm. I, I wish I could swing one, but but we'll see. Maybe an S2000 someday. But Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. All right, cool, man. Should we... Uh, put a uh, wrap on this episode then or you got anything else to add no i think i think i'm all good here all right cool thanks thanks uh for everyone for uh listening and uh, if you have any questions uh you can email us um at gears and corona at uh, gmail.com yep thank you everybody for tuning in like alexander said if you have any questions feel free to shoot us an email uh we're also on instagram our uh account is gears and chronos uh feel free to follow us or dm us there with any questions that you might have great thanks All right. Thank you, everybody.